Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 45 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of July 8th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Barrett, here with my other host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you doing? I am doing super well. Um, as we're recording this, it is the eve of Independence Day, which means Stranger Things 3 will be out at midnight, if anybody cares about that. Um, I'm nervous that it's not going to be good. I want it to be good, though. Well, so the second we'll season was good. The first season was good. We, we, yeah. Yeah, cross our fingers. I'm going to say uh, I have come to the conclusion that season two was 80% as good as season one. So if we can get 80% as good as season one for season three, then then I'll be pleased. I'm, I'm just excited about the, the time that it's set in. So we get to see the mall and um, summer in the 80s. Summer in the eighties. Trying to think back to my summer in the eighties. I was, I was like single digit age during that that decade. Same. I was a wee lass. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember much of it. I remember things like going to work with my mom after kindergarten, and I remember making plates, and I remember playing sports, but I don't remember a whole heck of a lot after that. Well, we remember enough about the films and the music to make it fun. Yes, absolutely. Especially the music. Are you pumped about Independence Day? Um, I am. So it's 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 kind of a big it's a big deal for me. Uh, for the last fifteen or so years, we host uh, sort of a barbecue at our house. We get both sides of the family together, which is uh, probably the only time of the year both sides, my wife and my family, get together at all. Um, not that they don't like each other; it's just there's no reason to. Um, <laughs> they're not friends, you know, in that sense where they go ahead and hang out. They're very different people. Very different people. Um, but you know, it, it, we've been doing it for the last 15 years. We are the only city in our area, Sonoma County that allows fireworks. So everybody comes to my house and brings fireworks and we all drink beer, barbecue food. We have sort of a potluck atmosphere and, uh, and then there's usually upwards of, you know, anywhere between six to 10 kids, including my own, uh, that are there and they spend about two hours lighting off fireworks, which is wonderful. Two hours. You almost spend thousands on fireworks man it's well everybody brings like fifty dollars worth of fireworks and if you got like five or six families it it adds up pretty darn fast so it's usually by the time we're done with dinner it's usually me tearing down like the 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 sort of temporary awning we have to keep the sun out because the sun's going down and trying to push the kids to start fireworks because i know it's gonna last so long and i don't want to be up at 11 o'clock having the cops knock you know drive up saying it's a little late for fireworks (laughs) <laughs> for real okay so this this is gonna be a fun episode 
Um, so this episode, the subject of this episode, uh, was, uh, recommended to us by one of our wonderful listeners and friend, Melissa McGuire. So thank you for sending this in. I think you sent it in a while ago and we're finally getting around to it, but tonight we are going to talk about favorite live action films, uh, live action Disney flicks is what we're calling this. We have some Tell rules. Us the rules. We have some rules. So there are a ton of movies, and so we tried to narrow down our scope a little bit. Our rules are: uh, it must be a Walt Disney Productions or Walt Disney Pictures movie uh, featuring live action. And we also said no on Star Wars, no on Marvel, and no on any Touchstone films. Uh, we hope to touch on those in future episodes because they are uh, pretty large uh, and can have some decent discussions around those. And uh, you know. I think in my childhood, most of the Touchstone films would be on the list. So uh, we are looking right? at other things. And um, I guess Fox is now Disney, is it not? Absolutely it is. Yeah. Fox is now Disney. Yeah. So you get The Simpsons and you get all of the Fox films and it's crazy. That's not. I mean, it's basically like saying just pick your favorite movies. Yeah. I mean, they own, they own, you know, they own our childhood. That's terrifying, but also cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I want to hear... I, I'm excited to talk about this because I I don't know how much overlap we'll have. Probably not very much. But I'm excited to just hear what movies... What, what movies speak to you that really mean a lot to you? Whether it be just, you know, a comedy, a drama, whatever. That just g- gives you the feels. Yeah, no, me too. I think, you know, we're talking decades worth of material here. So trying to narrow down exactly, you know, the great ones and and all that, it was tough. So I tried to pick the ones that, you know, affected me in some way or have some nostalgia or, you know, it's something that's special I've shared with the family and uh, just kind of narrowed it down like that in no particular order. Right. I I couldn't order them. So I'm not even going to try. Awesome. You go, you go. Okay, so with that said, I will... Uh, the, the first movie I'm going to talk about is, is probably my number one movie. <laughs> oh, okay. In no particular that. order, but no, this is... Th- this one. movie probably had, uh, t- to this day, had the, the, the utmost effect on me um, as a child in sort of, um, I don't know, is driven who I am as uh, in my career. Oh, uh, you are? Driven, oh, my goodness. Driven my hobbies, driven things that I love. Um, I, I have a guess, but I... Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so this movie uh, came out in 1982. So when it came out, I was, what, five? However, I didn't see it until I was much older. Um, it was... Uh, well, it, the movie is Tron. I, yes, that was my guess. Okay. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, I mean, this, this movie sparked my love of computers. It sparked my love of technology. Uh, it sparked my love of Jeff Bridges. Oh, my God. He's one of my favorite actors, and I love him in this movie. Um, I have a Flynn's Arcade t-shirt that has holes in it, and I refuse to give up because it's one of my favorite t-shirts. Um, you know, you could you could talk all day about this film. The cinematography, the, the barriers that this movie broke with the way they did a combination of a- animation and filming and using muted colors and, you know, the, the good versus evil using red versus blue, the old school soundtrack. Oh my God. The old school soundtrack. I listen to it weekly while I, while I work. Really? Um, I do. Yeah. Um, light cycles. It's just, it, 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 that movie, I saw that movie at a time, I think when I was a, a young kid where I was super impressionable and this movie just uh, sort of set me in a direction and kicked me in the butt to go forward. I love that. 
Yep. So Tron, Tron's my, Tron's my, my, my number one. The other ones aren't in order, but Tron, Tron's my number one for sure. <laughs> that's no, that's that's an excellent choice. Thank you. How did you feel about Tron Legacy? Great question. I enjoyed it. However, um, it wasn't Tron. It, it it did not have the the feel. It didn't have the the life that the original Tron had. I think the CGI there was just too much of it and took away from from it like you could tell it was CG like when they had the young Jeff Bridges character the young Kevin Flynn you know it, it just kind of creepy know. it was a little creepy it didn't work for me um, it, so yeah I you know eh, it was a, eh, a meh movie I got it and uh, are you excited about the new one I don't even know the title I can't remember I don't know either and it's been kind of like they're going to do it they're not going to do it they're going to do it they're not going to do it so I just I'm waiting to see what it is I'm I'm most excited about the coaster. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. We're finally getting the Tron coaster here in the states. I'm stoked. Fantastic. All right, enough of Tron. What do you got? Okay, you're yours are so many so much more meaningful than mine. Mine are just <laughs> wow. I freaking love that movie. That's perfect. You know? That's meaningful. <laughs> I've got a, I got a bunch of those. Trust me. Okay, this is an oldie but a goodie, and they they've done a remake of this film. And I like both versions, but the OG version is bellissima. It is everything to me. And I love The Parent Trap. Really? Um, yes. Okay. Especially the Haley Mills version. Uh-huh. And one thing that it makes me think of is, you know, Jordan Peele, he he directs some horror films. Oh, yeah. Or he's done a couple. So the most recent one he did is called Us. And it's about doppelgangers. And so when I've watched a few junkets where he was talking about how certain things were filmed and he said, we did a lot, a lot of classic Haley Mills, which meaning like a split screen. <laughs> and I think it's so funny that the parent trap was so iconic that he, he calls it a Haley Mills. We're going to do a Haley Mills here. That's crazy. Um, I know. Um, and that was magical to me watching that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was, it was uh, you know, it was revolutionary at the time. And the acting, I thought she did a wonderful job. You could tell the difference between the two characters really well. And it wasn't over the top. And she was precious. She was one of yeah. one of the, the Disney dolls. I mean, she she just did a great job in every film that she was in. And that was, that's just a sweet, fun movie. And I actually like the Lindsay Lohan remake. And they, there are a few nods to the original in it, and it's just a, it's just a fun movie. So that's, yeah, it's one of my faves. That's a good one. I don't have that on my list, but that's a good one. I definitely looked at that one, and I've, I've seen it a few times. I haven't seen the Lindsay Lohan one. Man, it's, it's kind of funny. Cool. She's done some good stuff. She, I mean, she was so cute. She really was. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna go way back in the past, way back, like the 1940, way back. Whoa! Yeah, so th- this one, um, I just, I just love this one. This one got me is one of the films that got me into Disney and got me sort of thinking about how the sausage is made, so to speak. This is the Reluctant Dragon. <gasps> oh, old, old. So super old. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend looking for it. So the Reluctant Dragon is actually a cartoon, but it was released by Disney. It was also a sales pitch for the Disney Studio. So the premise is there's a guy who has an idea for this movie. 
And he goes to the Disney studio. His wife uh, pushes him to go to the Disney studio to pitch it to Walt Disney. So he goes there, and it's an adventure for him. He goes through, and he goes through all of the different parts of the studio, the story department, the ink and paint department. He sees the multi-plane camera. He meets artists. He meets animators like Ward Kimball. He goes through the maquette-making department where they've got busts of different characters that they're working on. Um, and then at the end of it, he finally meets Walt Disney, and they sit down, and they actually watch in production that's already in production, the, the Reluctant Dragon. So there is the cartoon element at the end. However, the experience of watching this guy walk through the Disney studio is, you know, it was pretty, pretty neat, because you get to see a glimpse into how it's all kind of made. That is, it's really neat. Any Anytime that you get to see Walt the Man on screen, it's it's a cool experience. It really is. And they're just kind of chilling in a, in a movie theater, watching the movie, giving notes, doing all that crazy stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not it's not your typical film, right? It, it's it's but, you know, it's not, not, nonetheless, it's a live action film that they produce that I absolutely love. It's an important film. It's an extremely important film. <laughs> OK, well, I'm going to go with something cheeseball. Um, yeah. <laughs> You could consider this partially animated. There aren't really animated sequences, but it's not humans in the whole movie. Oh. This would be the Muppet Christmas Carol. Ooh. <laughs> um, starring Mr. Michael Caine. And then, of course, all of our friends from the Muppets. I love this movie. This one is a classic in our home. We watch it several times throughout the holidays. I think the music is fantastic. The jokes in it are hilarious and they still they still get me every time when I watch it. Uh, I mean, just the Muppets are funny in general, but it, it still plays. So um, I'm a huge fan of the Muppet Christmas Carol. I forced my daughter to watch it. She likes it now too. You know, being a good mom here. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. Definitely not a bah humbug type of movie. It's a good one. Oh, thank you. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I forgot Michael Caine's in that. I have to watch that this holiday. Oh, he's so good in it. There's only one song that's super boring, but then the rest, they nail it. <laughs> good call. Good call. And we, we never said, you know, Muppets weren't allowed. Right, it's live action. It's live Muppets. action, absolutely. <laughs> I dig it. I like that one. That's a good one. Okay, uh, for me, I'm going to go to uh, my absolute favorite Kurt Russell movie. I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell. Uh, I love his cheesy stuff like Captain Ron. I love some of his more serious stuff. Oh my gosh, Captain Ron's the best. He talks about Dollywood in that uh, movie. That, oh, that's right. I love Captain Ron. We showed it to the, not to digress too much, I showed it to the kids. Uh, we watched it maybe three months ago. They'd never seen it, and they didn't really get it. They and laugh at the right spots and whatnot. So, you know, bottom they might have on the older. But Captain Ron is awesome. Uh, anyway, so my f- I, I was a big Kurt Russell fan. So back in the day, I would try to find videos and whatever was on TV. He did a lot of Disney stuff. He would he would he had specials where he'd take you to the Disney parks and, and things like that. So Kurt Russell is like a big I associate him with Disney. But my favorite movie is The Strongest Man in the World from 1975. I've never seen that. Is it good? It is I mean, cheesy good. It is cheesy good. So okay, it, okay. It, it stars uh, Medfield College, which is the fictional uh, school that is in a lot of, of Disney films in the in the 70s. Medfield, like, uh, well, we'll get into some of those other films. Uh, but basically, it's, you know, he's a student there. There's like this 
chemistry lab and they're working on something and it falls into a cereal mix. They eat the cereal, they get super strong. And then it's a whole story of them, you know, competing and, you know, competing a, a rival cereal company in a weightlifting competition and, and all this funky, fun stuff. But it's just, it's, it's just corny in a good way. And then you got Kurt Russell with his dimples and, and all that stuff. And I don't know, it's just one of those uh, feel good, cheesy Disney movies. I love some good old cheese ball movies. It's a good one. You need to see ones that you don't have to think when you turn it on. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And then you just you when you're done, you've got a big smile on your face and go, "That was fun." Yeah, those are good movies to fall asleep to. Yeah, <laughs> but in, like in a good way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like if you've watched something super scary, uh, you turn turn one of those on so that you can go to sleep and and have goofball dreams instead. I like that idea. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Yes, exactly. Okay, we were talking about this particular film before we started chatting online. This is a a movie based on a book that Disney grabbed the rights to this. And one of my favorite stories, fun movie, uh, this is Holes. Holes, yes. It's a very fun movie. It is so fun. It's such a great story. It's quirky, kind of dark, a little bit weird, but still one of my faves. Yeah, Holes is a good one. Uh, my kids like that one. <laughs> Again, I'm basically like a 15 or 16-year-old girl. Perfect. That's, with my taste in yeah, films. That's, that's a good age to be. Lots of fun, no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Holes has a great message, too. Yeah. Now, that was, uh, if I remember correctly, that had Shia LaBeouf in it, right? It does. Yeah. Before he went a little bit cuckoo, but he's always been a really good actor. Oh, he's always been cuckoo. What was the TV show he was in? Even uh, Stevens. Even Stevens. He was super kooky in that. He was really funny. That show made me die laughing. I like that that show. Uh, and yeah. I was too old to be watching that show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Uh, my next one. Um, 1961. I had no... well. The movie was made in 1961. I wasn't in 1961. Uh, I've never seen this movie until I met my wife. She introduced this movie to me. Uh, absolutely love it. We watch it. Um, we try to watch it every holiday season. Uh, this is Babes in Toyland. What? I've never seen that either. I had no idea it was a Disney film, honestly, nope. until very recently. Um, but yes, it's a. Uh, you need to watch it. Um, you know. My wife introduced it to me. We've subsequently introduced it to our children. Stars, you know, Ed Wynn is in it. Famous Disney. Ed Wynn, everybody knows him as the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Ray Bolger is in it, who was the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Um, <laughs> and uh, Annette Funicello, of course, was in it. And then the male lead was Tommy Sands, who, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, my kids confused with Frankie Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they thought he was the same guy because my kids love the beach party movies that those two did together. They used to watch those all the time when they were super young and they would oh, dance cute. in front those of the TV and, and all that stuff. And so they thought that was the same guy. So it was, it was always fun. But yeah, I mean, this is a big sort of like, I don't know, it's like a, it's just a big, it's like a theater production, big musical scenes and big sets. And it, it feels like something I'd go to the, like the theater to watch, not see on, you know, on the TV. Okay. I'm about to cheat on this one. Oh No. Yeah, right. I know. Hit me. I'm going to combine some movies. Okay. Because I like all of them, but they're all sort of surrounding the same character. Okay. 
I feel like this will probably be on your list as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Mary Poppins. Uh huh. Mary Poppins returns. And saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> yes. I love all three of those films. I was nervous about Mary Poppins Returns and ended up adoring that. Saving Mr. Banks, I could watch that any day of my life. That movie is so fun and so good. And then, of course, Mary Poppins is the classic. Sherman Brothers music. The hybrid between animation and live action. All the fun camera tricks. And then, of course, just the message in general. It's just, oh, it's just a sweet musical about family i love all of those films oh that's so such a good one yeah i haven't seen mary poppins returns but uh, obviously i've seen mary poppins and saving mr banks um I, it's one of the few films that i've actually purchased and own and watch on a regular basis i love that film i cry every time i see that film same um it is just it's wonderful you really should watch Mary Poppins Returns. Okay, I will. Spoiler alert, Dick Van Dyke's in it, and as soon as he, it, when he comes on screen, I cried. <laughs> Just looking at the man, I'm like, oh, there he is, he's so sweet. He's one of those treasured guys, man, absolutely. He is. He's a legend. Okay, um, so I was talking about how my kids love uh, the Beach Party movies with Frankie Avalon and Annette, so this isn't a Beach Party movie, however, it is sort of similar to it. Um, this is The Monkey's Uncle. Told you we watch some of these old. We some of these old films, man. It's weird, <laughs> but this one's from the mid '60s. Uh, it's Annette and Tommy Kirk. Tommy Kirk. Um, if you know, if you watched a lot of the old classic Disney films from the '60s, he's usually the young boy in all of these things. Uh, he was in the Hardy Boys, things like that. He, you'd recognize him. Uh, oh yes, yeah. he's super cute. Su- super. He was super cute. Yes. Um, um, Annette was super cute as well I used to have a huge crush on her and we all did the title song however I didn't know until recently was written by the Sherman Brothers um, and is performed by the Beach Boys so it's an interesting mix there right an interesting mix Um, so I you know if you want to see what that is go up on YouTube they've got the sort of it's almost like a music video if you will it's the opening scene with the credits to the movie and uh, they've got the they've got Annette singing the song and the Beach Boys playing as the band in the background singing with her it's kind of a cool experience so uh, definitely look up The Monkey's Uncle on YouTube and, and watch that um, it's just uh, it's another movie that features Medfeld College uh, or no sorry it does not feature Medfeld College that was the weird thing about this one it does not feature Medfeld College they have a college called Midvale College which what? yeah it's the same word I don't know uh, Go figure. It's just one of those weird things. But again, uh, it's just one of those crazy, crazy films. Um, you know, it's about a man who says they're going to donate. He's going to donate money to the college if somebody comes up with a man-powered flying machine. So the movie is them trying to create a man-powered flying machine, and they come up with some, you know, special strength elixir again that gives people the power to do it. But again, it's just one of those sort of cheesy, good time, you know, good time films. The monkeys. This kind of reminds me of. All the Elvis movies, you know? Yeah, they're all pretty similar. Uh, <laughs> they all have kind of similar music, sort of the same formula. Yeah. Uh, just like predictable storylines, yeah. but still like a feel-good movie. Yeah, but I, I love them, man. I'm a sucker for them. I don't blame you at all. You mentioned um, Tommy Kirk. Yeah. 
one of the ones I had on my list was Swiss Family Robinson. Ooh. Which, it's, I mean, that movie's kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I get upset thinking about the animals in that film because you know that there was no CGI. And they were just, you know, riding upon these ostriches and they were throwing pigs and stuff in the water to make them swim in the ocean. <laughs> like, yeah, and they probably didn't have all the animal rights laws back then either. No, I would imagine not. I, I'm just going to assume that no animals were harmed in the making of the film. Um, it is... I wanted to be that family so badly watching that film. And although I under, I would understand if they, if they tore down the treehouse in Walt Disney World, it would still hurt a little bit. Because that was like that was a dream to me. The living in that amazing treehouse on an island with all those critters and all the fun things that they did um, on the treehouse to make it work for their family. Loved that movie. That's a good one. I sadly have not seen that movie. Well, as as I put all of yours on my list, you can do the same. <laughs> I'm adding it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm not going to talk about super old ones. I'm going to move up a little bit in the timeline. Actually, a lot. I mean, if we're coming into like, I don't know, past the '90s or the, any of those ones. Uh, this no? is mid '90s, actually. <gasps> oh, uh, right. This was the year after I graduated high school, and for some reason, this one stuck around. I still quote this one to this day. It is the Mighty Ducks. Oh. The first one. Yes. Not, not D two or D three. Nope, the first one. We still talk about uh, the Flying V. Yes, you do. <laughs> and sorry, that was 1992, not 96. I, I had that wrong. It was 92. Yes, we still talk about the Flying V. When I play video games with my buddies, we talk about the Flying V. It's like it's like a joke, it, but it's it's the Mighty Ducks. It's uh, you know, Emilio Estevez. I mean, ugh, and just the story of that kid. It's just so good. Oh, that was a good choice. Mighty Ducks. All right. I'm going back to another Christmas movie. Yes. This one's super cheeseball, and I know a lot of people that are not huge fans of this, but I love this movie. I still quote this movie, and this is The Santa Claus (laughs) starring Tim Allen. Yes! I love that movie! (laughs) Do you love it? Uh, Yes, we watch it every holiday. It's our favorite. Oh, good! I love The Santa Claus. And, um, yeah, I mean, Tim Allen, he's funny. Home Improvement was a funny show. He had funny jokes. He is a funny dude. And that movie was funny and fun and sweet. And yeah, one of my favorite classic Christmas movies. Oh, I'm so glad you had that on your list. I love that film a lot. (laughs) I just love watching him get fat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And trying to shave his beard and it keeps coming back. I love when he's ordering food at the meeting. So funny. Well, first he's like, he had, it's bee sting. He was swollen. And he said like, uh, the dry, the dry cleaner, it went up in flames. So he was out of all of his suits. And then he orders his food and he's like, I'll have a Caesar, no dressing. And then he orders like 14 desserts. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> my kind of guy. I know. I loved it. Uh, have you seen the others that they came out with? I think they came out with two others. Yeah, um, the one with Marty Short in it is not too bad. Yeah. Um, but 
the the OG. I'm I'm all for it. Amen. Amen. I'm with you on that mm-hmm. one. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go back in time. So, bah, 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 how far we want to go back? Let's go back to 1971. I wow. wore out the VHS tape on this movie uh, that I, no. I still to this day didn't fully understand the plot, <laughs> but this is bed knobs and broomsticks. I, I don't know that movie very well. Okay. I've watched it a long time ago, and I don't remember it. But Angela Lansbury, she's a witch learning how to be a witch from a correspondence course. What? And she needs to learn the last spell. And uh, basically, the, the the correspondence place, I think, I think if I remember correctly, it burns down. And so she's on the search for the last spell. And they go through this fantasy uh, world, which is the cartoon world, trying to find the page with the last spell and all this stuff. And then it's like all of a sudden they get back to the real world and there's Nazis that she's fighting. And she, What? Exactly. So as a kid, I never really understood what the heck was going on, but I loved the movie. I loved watching what? the bed Where did fly. bed knobs come into the title? So what does that bed even knobs mean? and broomsticks. So the broomstick, she flies on a broomstick. She can, Well, she can fly on a broomstick. Bed knobs is is to travel around looking for this thing. She enchants a brass bed knob, and then they put that on the bed. And one of the kids is in, imbued with the ability to touch the bed knob and basically go somewhere. This is a little bit creepy. So it's kind of like their time travel. It's like a time travel, not a time travel bed, but it's it's like it's like a you know it's a magical bed that takes them places. It takes them to cartoon land. I don't know, but as a kid, I love this thing. This it kind of sounds like. Do you remember the movie The Page Master? Uh, sort of, yeah. It was from the '90s with Macaulay Culkin in it, yeah. which was kind of scary, where he travels in in a book. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds creepy like that to me. Yeah, <laughs> but I like, that. yeah, there's like a... to where you're drawn in, you do want to watch it. Yeah, you do, and you know the guy, uh, the dad from I can't remember his name, the actor's name, but the dad from Mary Poppins is in it. He plays a role in it as well. He's like the master wizard from the correspondence place that meets up with her. Um, but it's it's just it's super weird. And then they end, like I said, they end up like getting back, and they end up like fighting Nazis at the end. And I don't know. As a kid, I didn't understand any of it. It's so confusing. I still don't understand any of it. Uh, but. Um, when I was a kid, it was like a huge deal for me. It was like one of the the only movies I, I can remember watching over and over and over again on VHS. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was the only movie we had. <laughs> but uh, I watched a ton of it, so I had to put it down. Love that. Okay, so Walt Disney Pictures has produced a fair amount of sports-related films. And I... I tend to like most sports-related films, but they all make me ball crying. And this this is one of the ones that gets me every time. Remember the Titans. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that movie. I actually watched some of that today. The soundtrack in it is incredible. The message of integration is just so touching. And, of course, I don't know, just the, the teamwork when they go to... to Gettysburg, it's just so powerful, and you can't beat Denzel. He's incredible. You can't beat Denzel. I, dude, this is a good one. This is a really good one. I'm, I'm getting all sort of misty thinking about it. Like, there's the moment I always break down in this film is when the the white coach realizes what's going on with the refs, and you can see him change from, oh. and you just go, oh my god! Like it's a superhuman moment, and I don't know, yeah, that just that that moment there in that movie always breaks me down. Oh, when they're playing fire and rain, 
oh. and Gary Bertier in the in the car wreck. Oh, talk about a killer moment! So good. I mean, that is it's such a good movie. Like all around, great movie. That's a good one, man. I missed that one. You 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 gotta watch it again. I do it, need to watch it it's, again. It's so good. Dang it, good one. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll stay kind of contemporary as well. Um, this one's cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. But I, it's oh, one of cheesy. so I've got like three or four movies. Like if I'm ever just I need to watch something to just like chill before bed, or or I'm working on something super mundane and I want something in the background. This is one of those movies. 2004, Nicolas Cage, National Treasure. Oh, that's such a good one. Yes, and it's I like I said, it's you know it's one of those cheese ball adventure movies. It's Nick Cage, but I love those things. It's like Indiana Jones. It's just like they're trying to solve things, they're solving puzzles, they're doing it through history, and I am a sucker for that. I totally get it. That's one of those movies that if it's on television, I want to watch it every time. You leave it on, absolutely. Like I don't even own that movie, but if it's on TV, you know what I mean. Absolutely, I do. It's it's one of those ones that you're like, I don't know if that's an owner, but it is one that I'm going to watch every time it's on. Yep, I've got a few of those. The only, the other one that comes to mind is Stargate. I love Stargate. That's one. I'll oh just, man, I totally forgot about that I'll movie. That, that is that a good one. one. Yep, yep. So anyway, National Treasure, the first one. Oh, I love when they make fun of that on SNL. <laughs> Andy Samberg is so good at doing Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick Cage, yeah. I love watching people make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy. It is, but I love watching him in movies. It's like Tom Cruise, you know, like as a person, I'm not sure I get him and, and like him, but like in his movies, I love him in movies for some reason. Like Keanu. Yes, yes. I love Keanu all, all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, this one, this one's a new one. It's live action based on a character in an animated film. And I ended up loving this and I watch it all the time. And that is Maleficent. Oh, I'm so glad you put this one on your list. I adore this movie. I think that the story is great. I think Angelina Jolie, she was born to play this role. Yeah. It's, it's like so perfect for her. And I'm not like the hugest Angie fan. But as Maleficent, they could not have picked a better actress in that role. And she's she's an incredible actress anyway. Elle Fanning, adorable as Aurora. And just the the whole premise of the film is really good. I love that it's not a an exact remake of any of of, of, of an animated film. It gives us a new story and it's just it's so sweet. So good. And it, it kind of reminds me of uh like Wicked. It's like the story, the story of Oz, but from the from the bad person's side. Yeah, same thing with Maleficent. So, huge fan. Yeah, I think this movie did well, but like critically, it wasn't well received, which is a shame. Right. Like I, I really, we really enjoyed this movie. I remember going to the theater with the kids and the wife, and we came out of there going, "Wow, that was that was wonderful." It really is. And uh, on my cruise last year. 
I, uh, my roommate ended up not being able to make it. So I had a stateroom to myself and I think I watched Maleficent like four times just because <laughs> I had all the Disney, you know, you got all the Disney movies on demand yeah. in your, in your stateroom on the cruise line. And I was like, I didn't own Maleficent at the time. And I was like, Oh God, I forgot how good this movie is. And I just kept watching it over and over again. That's awesome. So I'm going to throw this one in there. It's not one of my favorites. It's my wife's absolute favorite. And, uh, we, I was talking to her about the show that we were going to do. And she asked me to put this in. So I'm going to do this one for her. Okay. Uh, it's an okay movie, like, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, it's 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 an older film from the 1959. It's Darby O'Gill and the Little People. What? So this is a film starring Sean Connery. It love. It is set in Ireland. It is about leprechauns. It's basically an Irish love musical. <laughs> Stop. This is like the labyrinth or something kind of weird about that. Like it's that. like, I'm trying to remember what the premise is. The premise I think is like, he's this guy who is looking for the leprechaun King and he's got like a, a woman he loves. And I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I got, I had to throw this one out there for her. Uh, she absolutely loves this film. It's, and I think it's because it's Sean Connery. It's Irish accents. It's a love, it's a love story and it's a musical. How is Sean Connery's Irish accent in it? Because he's typically terrible at anything except his own. He sounds like Scottish Sean Connery. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he can't. And you know I mean, what? He, he can be in a it. Spanish film, still sound like Sean Connery, and I'll say he speaks great Spanish. Because <laughs> he's God Sean Connery. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, so. I, he was great as Bond, though. We got to we gotta give great. him that. He's, I love that guy. I, You know, he's like one of those few guys you want to record your voicemail or you know, ask your wife to marry you. It's like, will you marry Scott? You know, I mean, he's just, (laughs) it's just, he's so, I don't know. He's just got one of those voices. Um, Anyway, so Darby obscure one, but I love that that's her favorite. It makes me very interested. Yeah, I think you should, you should try to find it and maybe watch it or at least find the, uh, there's clips of it on YouTube that you can find. Um, You may be able to find the whole thing and uh, just check it out. You're very, very young Sean Connery. All right. Okay, I have another one. This one's a, a cult classic Ooh. that I was actually surprised that it became a cult classic because this was a film that we, we watched yearly during Halloween time. And I always thought it was not that popular. And then all of a sudden it just sort of exploded. And this is Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Um, yes. But they've got an all-star cast. We've got... Um, we've got Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy and why can't I think of Sarah Jessica Parker? I was like, yes, she's got three names and Sarah's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Sarah Sanderson. So that was confusing. Uh, this movie is so funny. So incredibly quotable. I, we, we quote this movie constantly and I mean, we have to watch it. We watch it a few times every Halloween time. And then now Walt Disney World has a whole Hocus Pocus spooktacular show that came about a few years ago. And I I didn't even think anybody else watched that movie, but they do. People are into it and I'm into it. That's awesome. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Maybe we'll watch it this uh, this Halloween. It's cheesy and fun and just just funny. Yeah, that's great. Hocus Pocus. I can see them. I can see the poster of them as witches in my head. Oh, you know that poster. Absolutely. I can see the image. Definitely. Okay. So uh, I only got a 
couple left here. Um, so this one was fun. Uh, it's from 2007. Um, I remember kind of being surprised at how much I enjoyed this one, and I loved the premise. This is Enchanted. <gasps> yes, I had that on my honorable mentions list. Oh, great. I just love the fact that, I don't know, I love the acting. I love Amy Adams. I like Patrick Dempsey. I've been a fan of him for a long time. Uh, love the story. Um, love the, you know, I just love everything about it. I mean, it's a it's satire, it's, basically. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I, I think I like. It was it's satire, but it's not done in like a, it's done in a cheesy way, but like a cheesy like they knew they were kind of being cheesy, like you know uh, James Marsden's character, the Prince Edward, like just super cheesy hilarious. in the real world, and it was hilarious. Like he pulled it off. It wasn't like dumb cheesy. It was just it was, it was smart and quirky, and I just I love this movie. All right, this one is relatively new. Not everyone's favorite. Not a lot of people have even seen this, even though it was a big blockbuster film with a lot of, like, A-list actors. And um, this is a musical by Stephen Sondheim, and this is Into the Woods. Did you see this movie? Yes. It uh, it shocked the hell out of us because we took the kids to it, <laughs> and there are moments in the movie, or in yeah, there are moments in it that. Uh, uh, we weren't quite sure they should see. <laughs> it's it's a it's a darker film, and that's why, right? Um, it was they were a lot younger. I mean, they were you know not teenagers yet. <laughs> for yeah, sure. it's Sondheim is just dark in general. I mean, he's he wrote Sweeney Todd, so you know that's it's he's just a little bit twisted. But this the story is a bunch of fairy tales that are sort of meeting together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny, and the music is incredible. And then this film has some of my absolute favorite actors, like Meryl Streep, Emily Blunt, James Corden. Chris Pine is hilarious in this He was movie. our favorite. He's so funny. Anna Kendrick, Tracy Ullman, Christine Baranski, Johnny Depp. He's in there just for a minute, but just he slays, as always. And... That's one of those movies that anytime it's on in TV, I I watch it every time. It's just so fun. I love watching Meryl. In this one in particular, she just did such a great job with this character. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I remember coming out of that movie with April, and we kind of looked at each other, and the girls were like, what did we just see? Uh, I know. We, cause Super weird. We had no idea, like, we had no idea who made it. Like, we had no idea, like, you know, the Sweeney Todd connection that you made. Like, we had no idea. We thought it was going to be a fun... We had no idea what the premise was. We thought it would just be a cool Disney movie to take the kids to. Lo and behold... Yeah, it's not. It, well, yeah, it was not. <laughs> no, it's not one that you're going to sit down with your kiddos and watch. It's it's definitely more, more mature, but it's so beautiful, too. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think that was... Is that based off an actual stage show? I don't know the story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a you know, it was a stage musical first. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That was a good one. All right. I'll stay contemporary with you uh, for one of my last ones. Okay. Uh, so prior to getting on and and recording with you, we were chatting and kind of kind of made the joke about uh, you know do you have the haunted mansion on your list? Uh, <laughs> the old Eddie Murphy film. You know the movie made from a ride and. Uh, we, we kind of laughed because it's it's a pretty bad film. However, um, staying with that premise, movies made from rides, I have to put down 
The Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that was on my top as well. Awesome. Uh, you know, the other two, or the others, I guess, are okay. But, like, this one started it all. This one was the best. Yes, I've seen agreed. it a million times. It's You could still watch it a million times. Uh, the music, the acting, everything about it. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. 100% agree. Awesome. It started the franchise. When we, when we first saw... Johnny Depp as Captain Jack and his weird, drunken sort of Keith Richards moment. Yeah. I mean, that was just beyond hilarious. And it was not, you know, it wasn't directly related to the ride, but it had enough of the ride in it to where it felt Disney-fied. Yeah, you know? I think that's one of the things I absolutely loved about it is that, you know, I brought up the Haunted Mansion and it almost felt like with the Haunted Mansion they tried to put too much of the attraction in it. Uh, and with the Pirates movie, you got the essence of the attraction. You got some of the music. You got, you know, there were some call-outs to certain scenes and, and, and certain characters, but it wasn't like in your face. Um, it was, exactly again, like the essence. And I love that. And, uh, and then, you know, to me, you know, uh, Jeffrey Rush and Barbosa and all that. I mean, it was, just, it was just amazing. Amazing characters, amazing writing, amazing film. Fun stuff. All right. The last one that I have on my top list, and then I have a bunch of honorable mentions that we can just list. Okay. Uh, this one is from the early 2000s. It is very cheesy, but a definite classic and very funny fun film and this is the princess diaries <laughs> uh we have Anne hathaway in this this was i guess sort of like her breakout role yeah. and wow can she look rough when she's got <laughs> bushy hair and eyebrows and glasses yeah. like a very beautiful young lady they can make her look super yeah. rough but um but people always make fun of, of the fact that like oh we took her glasses off and now she's gorgeous <laughs> it's like so silly. <laughs> uh, then we have Dame Julie Andrews in it, who is uh, my idol. And then uh, Mandy Moore's in that movie. She makes a cameo as a... She's a real turd. But, um, yeah, that, that movie was a real dream. It was what what every young lady hopes would happen to them. Like, all of a sudden you find out you're a princess. It was... It was just so fun. That's a good call. That was a big one in our house. That was a staple of my wife and my daughters. They used to watch that together all the time. Oh, I'm a fan. I I, I don't I don't want to see any of the other ones, but I love the original. That's a good one. And you're right. Yeah, she, they they make her look pretty bad. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm just gonna kind of go through real quick some some ones that I had as sort of honorable mentions. They're not. Can't wait to hear them. Kind of important, kind of not. Uh, you know, they, whatever. So, um, let's see. I'm going to go kind of in, I guess, chronological order. Uh, I have the Shaggy Dog, the original from 59. Um, so I remember sweet. watching that with my grandma. Um, and, you know, I was watching it again recently, and I remember I was thinking, God, this is all like pre-CGI and how funny it was where they would like cut away and then cut back to Tommy Kirk, and he has like a little bit more hair on his face, and then they cut away, and then they cut back to him, and he had more hair on his face and looked a little bit more like a dog, and then they cut away, and then they cut back, and he was the dog. <laughs> Did you know how much time that had to take to film Oh, that? yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts, but uh, you know it was a good movie. It's it, you know, and it had Fred McMurray, who's like one of the classic Disney guys. Um, which the next the next call out I'll have is the Absent Minded Professor, which is a big one for me as well as a kid. 
Um, watched a lot of that with Flubber, if anyone's heard of Flubber. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's the original. Uh, you know, uh, they've done, they did Flubber and then the son of Flubber. And then Robin Williams did uh, a remake called Flubber. Um, I love the Robin Williams version too. And then uh, this one was like, uh, this is like a dad one. Um, this was like big for me and my girls. And it's, it's three movies, uh, high school musical. Oh, okay. So my daughters were huge in the high school musical and it wasn't about like oh it's Zac Efron it was the music like they would dance to it they would sing the songs it was like a big deal for them and you know we're all in this I can rem- together yeah, I must have taken them to the theater to see the original one I don't know three or four times and then when it came out on video we watched it over and over and over again and did they love Zac Efron um I don't know if, if it was him or just the like the whole thing in general. Like if it was him, oh, okay. I, I I don't know if they were old enough to like have crushes oh, and I that see, kind I of see. stuff. This was, I mean, we're talking. They probably still had cooties at that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. When did this come out? Um, this came out in. It's got to be the early 2000s, right? <clears throat> High School Musical, like senior year, came out in 2008. Yeah. So we're talking probably early 2000s. So they were, you know like maybe four and six. <laughs> All right. What do you got? I'm, I'm going to breeze through Let's them. Do it. You already mentioned enchanted and the mighty ducks. I loved, um, escape to Witch mountain. Which one starring Kim Richards, the original. Okay. I thought that was so cool. I really wanted to have her magical powers. I, I did enjoy both of these live-action remakes, Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. I I prefer Cinderella over Beauty and the Beast because Beauty and the Beast was too close to the animated film. I wanted, I, I want them to be different enough to where it stands on its own. And I think Cinderella stood on its own a little bit better. Uh, I thought that was great. I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh you haven't? No, I saw Beauty and the Beast, really, really liked it, but I haven't seen the Cinderella. Okay. I'm a huge fan. All right, next one, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Now, the old one, old, old one, I think it was just called The Incredible Journey. I mean, it's it's good. Uh, but the newer one was what I was first introduced to. You know, Michael J. Fox was Chance. And Sally Fields was Sassy. Mm-hmm. I don't know the gentleman's name who did Shadow. But anytime I think about Shadow getting stuck in that hole, I start crying just thinking about it. Like he's too Don't old. Go there. Don't Get go out, there. Shadow. No shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, honey, I shrunk the kids. Love. Oh yeah, darn it, that's a good one. Uh, another cheese ball one that I loved was Man of the House with uh, Chevy Chase and JTT and Farrah Fawcett. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a really funny movie. Good call. Uh, the Big Green. This was a soccer movie. Uh, and it was, I watched this probably 7 million times because, you know, I played, you know, kitty soccer at that age. And I thought for sure we were going to be in this movie. I mean, our life was going to be exactly like this. So we just kept watching it. Over. It's a very funny. Well, it was to me. George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser and Leslie Mann. That was so fun for oh, me. Yeah. That was a good uh, one. The 1977 version of Pete's Dragon. Adore that movie. Adore Helen Reddy. Still listen to the song Candle in the Water. I thought that was the coolest movie ever. Uh, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Hilarious. 
Illa Rhythm. Oh, that's such a good one. And John Candy. I mean, of all people to like be in a film like that. Oh, I freaking so love John good. Candy. Uh, blank check. We talked about that before I got mm-hmm. off. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be Preston Waters, who was super rich and got to hang out with Karen Duffy. And um, Heavyweights. I don't know if you've seen that before. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, so it's basically about kid overweight camp. <laughs> and um, Ben Stiller plays this character like a mean camp coach guy at this camp and he it's the exact same character that he plays in dodgeball (laughs) okay and i mean that when i saw dodgeball i was like it's the same guy from heavyweights and uh it's very funny and i enjoyed that i just looked it up it's a Um, judd apatow film i did that's great he's oh wow i did not realize that that's hilarious first ones that's because we're going way back yeah Angels in the Outfield. Oh, I loved yes, that movie. I love that one too. That one was super sweet. And then Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, did you? I mean, do you like the Chronicles of Narnia? Do you I like do. Those? I uh, the movie though, I wasn't a huge fan of. So there's a really old British version of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that I used to love watching with my friend. She had, she had the VHS and every time we would go over to her house, we would turn that mm-hmm. on and we would, we would pretend to, you know, be talking to Mr. Thomas. And then, um, so I thought the newer, I thought the newer version that, that Disney did was really beautiful. And I just, I love the story in general. So, and then we've got James McAvoy. Who's Mr. Thomas? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, good call. They made a lot of cheesy films in the '90s. When I was looking through the list of all of them, I was like, "Wow." Yeah. They, I mean, they took care of my childhood. Yeah, exactly. It's nuts. Now I got a list of movies to go watch. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at stbarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.